everyone. Welcome to Her Journey Podcast, where we talk with incredible, talented, and powerful women about their experiences. My name is Aline, and I am your host. And today I am joined with Chehek, the founder of Girl STEM Powered. Please introduce yourself. Hey, everybody. My name is Chehek Bhava, and I'm 17 years old. I'm a high school senior pursuing the IB Diploma Program from Mumbai, India. As Aline mentioned, I'm the founder and president of Girl STEM Powered. I'm passionate about empowering women in STEM, and I hope to become a future STEMinist. Other than that, I'm really excited to be here. Okay, thank you so much. Um, so I know that you are still in high school, but you've managed to do a whole lot and create this incredible organization, which is just amazing. But um, before we sort of get into what your organization is all about, I did want to say, as a high school student and as a female, um, and I mean, even though we definitely see more women leaders in the STEM field in the world today, it's still relatively rare. So were you always interested in STEM or was this sort of like a new interest for you? No. So when I was actually young in middle school, I wanted to become a teacher because I would always look up to all my teachers and I've always loved teaching children. Uh, when I reached high school, though, I started having a lot of conversation with my aunts and uncles at family gatherings. And all of them are doctors. So I would be in a really enriching environment where I would get to know what it likes to be a doctor. I would get to know about diseases and symptoms that patients suffer with specific diseases. And after those conversations, I realized that I do not necessarily want to become a doctor, but I do want to pursue a career that helps me improve and save lives. And I think the STEM fields really stand for that. They stand for... Uh, doing things or taking actions that can change the world and make the world a better place. So that's why I really got interested in STEM. Yeah, of course. Um, and that's actually really interesting what you said about um, enjoying like tutoring students, because that's also actually something I really love to do. And I think um, like now it's really easy to actually combine these interests. So you could be teaching STEM, you could be combining like all these different things you're passionate about, which I think is really cool. But um, yeah, that's really awesome. Is there um, like something even more specific that you enjoy in the STEM field? Definitely. So I'm very interested in the life sciences and biological sciences, not as much as the physical sciences. So specifically, since I will be uh, going to college very soon, I want to explore uh, fields such as molecular biology, genetics, immunology, and cancer research. So yeah, extremely diverse fields in the life sciences, but like they all are interconnected and I would hope to like, uh, you know, view them and learn them in an interdisciplinary manner. So definitely the life sciences. Oh, wow. That's really awesome. I mean, is there like a specific person who you look up to in the same field or maybe in a similar field? Wow. I mean, there are so many women who have contributed to STEM, so it becomes really difficult to choose. However, recently, I would say that I have felt inspired by Dr. Jennifer Dutna, who's, who was actually one of the Nobel Prize winners last year in chemistry for discovering CRISPR-Cas9 genome editing technology. And I would say that CRISPR-Cas9, I think, is one of the biggest scientific breakthroughs of the last decade. So she really inspires me. And I think everybody should definitely check out her TED Talk. Because as someone who wishes to pursue the scientific research, I realize that as a scientist, you can't stop after making a discovery or having a breakthrough. I mean, there are so many implications of scientific technologies 
and before you can you know make those technologies available to the market there are a lot of considerations to make because not only is just a scientific technology it's a product that people will be using and you need to realize that scientific discoveries are not always rules and you need to consider all their effects so i think it's important to harness the power of advances in stem but to not only but to not allow to take over control you know i think that's where you as a scientist it's not only your job to create uh, you know discover novel scientific technologies but also to understand whether your technology is actually there for the human good so i really recommend everybody checking out the ted talk yeah definitely that's actually really cool i mean i i think that women in stem are just um like really awesome in general because I mean, I'm not really someone who's super skilled in technology or advanced sciences and computer science and all that stuff. Um, like, I usually like to stick to the humanities a bit more, but I do have a lot of friends who are really talented in that STEM field and even my younger sisters. So, yeah, but um, I, I just think it's so cool that there That's are all awesome. these women in STEM and doing these amazing things. And as you mentioned, yeah. as you mentioned about the humanities like i think also i think everybody in the society is realizing the importance of stem not only in just the hard sciences but to like utilizing it in arts as well like you know there are so many organizations that you know do amalgamation of stem and the arts whether it's in terms of graphic designing or design and technology or you know using a scientific approach to you know solving humanitarian crises so even though we as teenagers can be interested in humanities i think stem is something we should definitely explore as well because its use is in almost everything that we do these days so definitely there's a lot of importance of incorporating stem in all the fields whether it's the humanities arts languages it's just like omnipresent yeah that is that is actually really true because at my school we actually have this program it's called um amzi artist and it basically allows you to kind of combine the sciences and um like math and all that sort of stem related fields and it allows you to combine it with like music and art and like they have you do this entire project based on combining stem and art or music and so yeah i think it's like really cool how many places you can find stem but yeah exactly Awesome. And I do actually want to know like maybe a bit more about your personal experiences in STEM, so maybe past projects you've worked on in this field or just any other experiences. Okay. So as I mentioned, I am pursuing the IB curriculum and those who are doing the same curriculum as me, they will know that the curriculum focuses a lot on scientific explorations and personal investigations and doing all of this in an interdisciplinary manner. So through the curriculum I actually wrote a biological research paper which is called an extended essay and it's essentially a personal investigation that the student does themselves and they write a paper on it. So due to the pandemic although I'm not happy because I really wanted to do an experiment in my school lab but I had to do it at home but I eventually did it and now I've written a research paper on it. it's basically about comparing enzymatic coagulation of milk with acidic coagulation of milk and i don't specifically want to delve further into it because those who are not interested in biology may find this a little boring but yeah so that is one way i definitely indulged in my stem interest 
other than that also i think there is a perception that having stem experiences may be just limited to you know being a part of a robotics team or you know t- uh, conducting scientific research but to be honest something as simple as reading stem articles from websites such as the nature and life science they too are also great ways to you know experience stem and you know i really suggest everybody to definitely check out these websites because it's so diverse and when it comes to like being up to date with the most interesting things happening in the science world those scientific articles become a great resource yeah i mean definitely i think there are a lot more opportunities that have opened up um for stem and especially for women in stem and even if it is still difficult sometimes but um i know that there is this uh, sort of imposter syndrome that women often face and i mean a lot of people face it in general not just women in stem but it's definitely something that's happening and it's really important to me personally i mean i think that sometimes um, i face it without really even acknowledging it but have you ever really seen this happening to maybe someone close to you or um like maybe someone in general or even yourself Oh absolutely as you mentioned you're really interested in business and so many women in business face uh, imposter syndrome as well when it comes to me personally you know something as basic as you know taking advanced math and science classes and being in a classroom that is 80% boys and learning those very same subjects from male teachers i do doubt myself in those positions and i think to myself am i more equipped or more skilled to be pursuing the arts and humanities should i not think about pursuing stem because in the future also i will be mostly in a male dominated field so definitely i have experienced imposter syndrome more than that actually uh, a lot of the well renowned scientists but a lot of the female well renowned scientists have also experienced imposter syndrome like i was reading this article article about Dr. Huda Zogbi, who's a well-renowned scientist, and she's earned so many accolades for her work in neurodegenerative diseases, but she herself could not appreciate her success until well into her fifties. And currently, she's also a female mentor to female trainees, or uh, female trainees in STEM. And often, she would see in her labs that. you know these female trainees are doubting themselves and they would tell her that i don't think i can do this and at that very moment she would take out her cv and she would show it to them and she would be like okay i want you to compare your cv to mine and i want you to realize that the amount of work you have done when i was your age is so much more than what i could ever do and you know saw some statements like these and statements like if i can do it you can definitely do it just encourage and motivate these women to remain in science and stem so i think that's very important and that's one of the ways we can reduce the imposter syndrome that women face along with you know actually closing the gender gap in these fields yeah i mean definitely i think like even what you're doing right now you're kind of stepping up as a leader and being a mentor to these young women who have this interest in stem so i i definitely think it's really important to have these mentors in your life who will support you and encourage you um like maybe when you're facing um doubt or anything like that but yeah i think this definitely happens to like all types of people like 
women entrepreneurs, women in medicine, um, women in music, even and art, um, and all these different places, I feel like there's just this certain expectation you have to live up to. And it can definitely just make you doubt. I mean, um, like my friends will joke around and say, like, they're really bad at something, or maybe if they do really great in something, they'll just say it was luck and kind of bring themselves down. But like, in reality, they're just so talented and skilled. And like, I mean, I guess we just don't really give ourselves credit for it sometimes, but. Absolutely. I completely agree with that. Like so many times when you see these amazing women get into their dream colleges for masters or for PhD or for an undergrad, you know, sometimes they will say, oh, I just think I got in because of luck. Not really mm-hmm. appreciating the merit that they have, the, or the merit of their merit and, you know, appreciating the talent that they have. So I think this is definitely something, you know, encouraging girls to be proud of their achievements at such from such a young age is extremely important. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. I mean, I, I especially just love that you're able to empower these women to not only just shine in what they're skilled at, but also to kind of teach them to be leaders themselves and utilize their skills and talents in this field. So that's just something really incredible. Thank but you. um. As we sort of switch gears here, I I know your organization has grown pretty popular and I'd actually love to know sort of what exactly led you to deciding to create this organization. Definitely. So uh, I've started the organization called Girls Empowered, which is basically an international youth organization that aims to encourage interest in STEM amongst high school girls specifically. And so I've co-founded this with one of my friends. And I think one of the main reasons for me was definitely that, you know, in school, I was always surrounded by boys in my advanced math and science classes. And I've always Mm -hmm. felt a void of not having a community of girls, you know, share my STEM passions with, like, you know, like, I also wanted a situation where I can go out for food with my friends and, you know, just discuss something really cool happening in the sciences, discuss something like AI, discuss, you know, so many random things that are happening in science was something that I was so passionate about. But I couldn't do that because I was yearning for a community of girls where I could do that freely. Secondly, I also read a research that was actually conducted by Microsoft, a global research, that actually stated that in middle school, girls are actually very interested in STEM because, you know, you have a lot of programs that they become or that they take part in, whether it's NASA space program, you know, just meeting female mentors and STEM. But then when they reach high school, that interest in STEM diminishes. A lot of the reasons being that, you know, sometimes the curriculum for STEMs can be really mundane. It may not be really enriching and, you know, just not being able to see the female role models that you had in middle school. So that's when, you know, the interest in STEM diminishes. And I wanted to create an organization that specifically focuses on high school girls so that I'm able to retain their interest and actually alleviate and increase their interest so that when that interest is retained and they can just explore it even more and eventually pursue careers in STEM because I don't want any girl to lose their interest in STEM. I definitely don't want to be a person who forces it. I don't think any interest can be forced, but if I can do my part to retain it and, you know, to give her the experiences and opportunities that can, you know, enhance that interest, I would definitely do that. And that's how Girls Empowered actually started it. Yeah, I I love what you said about um, like having that community is just so important because and I think that applies to anywhere like having a great team having a support group who you can talk to and um, like really engage with about what you're interested in. That's super important when you're 
um, especially like a woman in STEM. But yeah, I really think that it's amazing that you've decided to use this opportunity to create this organization. Um, I also wanted to Thank ask you. actually, um, what is your organization's um, like specific mission or what do you guys usually do? Sure. So Girls Empowered is an international youth organization that aims to encourage interest in STEM amongst high school girls. One of the reasons why I started this organization, as I mentioned before, was because I was yearning for a community of girls with whom I can just share my passion for STEM freely. Like I also wanted experience going out for coffee or going out for food with my friends and you just discussing the most random things happening in the science world but doing that with just extreme passion and safely without caring about how anybody would judge you for your interest. So yeah, I started Girls Empowered as a way to foster a community where not only could girls uh, showcase their skills and passion for STEM but also learn from others and actually realize how diverse STEM fields can be. Secondly, I read a research actually conducted by Microsoft that stated that in middle school, uh, girls have an interest in STEM because they have the opportunity to, um, you know, from a young age, take part in NASA space programs or just see these women or see astronauts, female astronauts. But when it comes to high school, that interest just diminishes by drastically. And that's because a, lo a lot of the times the STEM curriculum can be really mundane with not a focus on the practical applications of it and their exposure to female role models reduces. So Inish, so essentially I co-founded Girls in Empowered because I wanted to do something that can retain these high school girls' interests in STEM. And I would do anything I can to ensure that that interest gets retained so that they can take that further and in the future, be able to enhance their interests and eventually pursue careers in STEM. I believe strongly that interests cannot be forced, and I wouldn't want any girl to force themselves into STEM. But if they do have a slight interest in it, they can capitalize on it and like expose to themselves to like different experiences. And if those experiences enhance their interests, they should definitely take that up further. So definitely, right. that's kind of what we do. Yeah. Oh, I, I absolutely love how you're connecting STEM to all these different fields um, and just really showing like what an impact it has on like pretty much everything. So, yeah, I just love that. Um, and actually, you kind of talked a little bit about your uh, like what you do and a bit about your projects. But do you have like any goals or future projects that we can kind of get a sneak peek for for maybe like this year or in the future? Okay, so I don't wish to reveal a lot because I want our projects to be a surprise for our followers and community. But I can tell you that this year, Kunst Empowered is not only going to be collaborating with a lot, many organizations with diverse missions from all around the world, but we also aim to diversify our content and just make it more interactive and engaging for high school students. Probably also enable girls not specifically part of the Girls Empowered team to also showcase their talent and skills in STEM by creating content and, uh, you know, showcasing all of that through our platforms and mediums. Other than that, we also are focusing on having more webinars for uh, our female audiences. We did have a webinar last year, which was a success, which, which hosted uh, 
female undergraduate students pursuing STEM degrees in top universities around the world. And this was actually very effective for Indian students because as a woman who was studying in India, I could see another student who was just a few years older than me, you know, living her dream of doing scientific research and exploring these amazing courses and degrees in a university abroad. So definitely focusing a lot on connecting uh, girls to role models, to mentors, and to just women who give, who they can seek advice from whenever they want to. Yeah, I mean, that sounds really exciting. And all you're doing with um, like featuring these amazing women and like sort of empowering um, even those who are featured in that way, like I think that's just so amazing. And um, yeah, I, I really love that. But um, I know that as we talked about before, there are a lot of difficulties that come with being a... Uh, a woman leader or a woman in STEM or in entrepreneurship and just all these different types of fields. But so, I mean, were there specific challenges that you had faced maybe while creating this organization or starting it? I mean, without doubt, personally, as high school students, it is difficult to find a good balance between your uh, academics and also running a youth organization. But eventually, uh, as a student, you understand how to balance that out. Other than that, I think the biggest uh, difficulty a lead a youth leader can face is inculcating the same passion that they have for their organization into their team members. Because often I would have meetings with my team members and I would explain to these girls that, you know, it's so important for them to use their voice for social change and, you know, making them realize that the work that they are doing whether it is just through, you know, marketing and raising awareness regarding Girls Empowered or, you know, creating content, or, you know, just networking and hosting these events. It's just so important because it directly is contributing to decreasing the gender gap in STEM fields. So, and this was tricky because uh, when the organization was starting off, India was in a national lockdown. And in a virtual setting, it can be really difficult without that personal connect and personal touch to, you know, keep them motivated. So, yeah, I think one of the biggest challenges was building a strong, motivated and enthusiastic team that believes in the same cause as you and believes in the cause that Girls Empowered stands for. Right. And and you mentioned um, kind of how it's a bit of an obstacle um, being in this virtual setting with the pandemic going on. So do you think um, like maybe communication was sort of an issue along with this? It was difficult initially, to be honest. And also because we are an international organization. So we have team members from five countries around the world. We do sometimes mm -hmm. experience, obviously, time zone and time difference problem. But over time as an organization, we ensure that our Zoom team meetings are actually really efficient in the way that we ensure that everybody plays an active role by giving their opinions during meetings we don't allow anybody to not give out their opinion or you know restrain them from saying something i believe everybody should give their opinion no matter how small and big they are also i think mm -hmm. this may sound like a not such a big advantage or big solution but i think in zoom meetings especially when it comes to youth organizations maybe team leaders can have a rule that everybody should have their cameras on because I think that way you can actually be able to, I mean, it's closer to speaking to somebody in real life than speaking with 
your cameras off. So when the cameras are on, mm-hmm. you're more likely to be engaged and you're more likely you know be able to have conversation that's sustained longer on the topics that you're discussing. So that is one rule that we have that everybody needs to have their camera on and they need to speak mm-hmm. at least two times in every meeting. So that's something we do. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think um it is pretty hard to stay focused like even in school um like with virtual setting and I mean it is pretty tough like being in this situation so um yeah it is it's pretty hard to stay engaged still but I love like what you're doing and trying to make the best out of it but I mean even with these challenges there also comes learning opportunities so what would you say is something that you were able to learn from your experience building up this organization sure so again reiterating what I said before I think you know, learning how to motivate your team members and, you know, being able to instill the same passion in them for social good and social change is something that I learned. But also, other than that, personally, I learned how to, you know, experience or how to positively take a setback and take a failure. Because, you know, when you are running social media organizations, you may be having goals, you know, maybe being able to, like, you know, get these many engaged followers over this time or being able to create this much content. But like sometimes you're not able to hit these goals. And, you know, as a leader and as a team, as an organization, you can sometimes feel like, you know, do I really think I should be doing this if I'm not able to hit my goals? But at that moment, that is when you need to realize that if you haven't reached your goals, you need to think about what you can do to reach those goals and not necessarily keep delving on the fact, okay, am I capable enough to uh, achieve my goals? Because you as a teenager, as a woman, need to realize that you are capable and you have all the skills and talents. And you need to just look at a failure, get more stronger from it, and just go ahead and achieve your goals. Take advice from others. Uh, don't be scared from taking opinions from others. Don't be scared of seeking out other resources to achieve your goals. But you can achieve your goals and there shouldn't be anything that should stop you from achieving those goals. Yeah, I I agree 100%. Um, And, you know, even despite all these challenges and obstacles that you or other women in STEM faced, you've done really great things. And I'd love to know, like, what are some of the accomplishments that you're most proud of? And this can be in general or like related to your organization, but it's up to you. Okay, wow. So besides my STEM interest, I'm actually an avid writer. I've loved creative writing since I was at a young age and I think when I was 13 years old I entered a scholarship program which essentially entailed writing an essay and if you qualify for that round you would be interviewed by the two editor-in-chiefs of India's largest uh, publishing company called Hindustan Times and gratefully I did win that scholarship and I received 50,000 rupees and was recognized as one of the most rewarding and brightest young minds of the city in that year. And you know, just winning that award really boosted my self-esteem and just made me really confident and made me realize that I love writing so much and that I should never give up on that hobby and passion of mine. But you know, Aline, the most important thing though from that experience was realizing that it's not the award that matters, it is the amount of work that you put into it And, you know, recognizing and realizing the talent that you have. And, you know, you don't need to be recognized for something to keep continuing that passion and extracurricular. 
and there's no intrinsic need to take it to the next level you should only take it to the next level if you want to other than that you can still keep pursuing your passion and hobby just to have fun just to have just to relax just as a safe space to do what you love and just do it just by yourself also needless to say creative writing is obviously a very creative space and creative field and you know i can often see myself see myself uh using that creativity of mine in writing also inculcating that in my stem and i know creativity and innovation is going to be a very important skill in the stem fields in the future so yeah that was my proudest achievement personally for me yeah wow i mean that's really incredible and i think that's just like another example of how um like stem and the humanities can be related at times and i love how you're trying to incorporate it into what you're doing in stem um, but yeah, I, I think that's just amazing. And it's so true that like, even if you don't get the award in the end, like if you really enjoyed it, if you really had a passion in it, I think that's what matters the most. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, and here's actually like one more question for you or just maybe one before the very last one, but this one's a little bit more fun. So, I mean, I guess if you could speak to your younger self like maybe 10 years ago what might you tell your younger self oh my god I would be like seven years old at that time (laughs) (laughs) okay so one thing I would definitely say to my seven-year-old self would be surround yourself with friends and family members who are supportive of your ambitions Mm -hmm. and dreams and don't let anybody tell you that it's too early to do something but also if you are at such a young age remember to listen to your mentors and seek out to them for advice, whether that's in the form of your school teachers, whether it's that in the form of your elder siblings, or, you know, just parents, aunts, uncles, seek out to them for advice. Don't ever feel like you're seven years old and you can't, you know, you just need to focus on maybe school at that point of time. But Mm -hmm. definitely seek out to them no matter what your age is. And always surround yourself with people who you recognize your ambitions and dreams and will do everything that they can for you to succeed and achieve those goals. Yeah, I I love that. Um, I I definitely agree. I think um, it's just really important to surround yourself with people who really believe in you and who will encourage you and um, like know that you are capable of doing what you think that you are capable of. Um, But Yeah, and just to sort of wrap things up here, I know that you've been giving this great advice throughout this entire podcast, but if you had one piece of advice that you wanted to leave with maybe like a high school student who loves the STEM field or something within that field, but are like maybe doubtful or they're being told they're not good enough, like what would you, what piece of advice might you give them? If I could be honest, it would be firstly to harness the power of social media. I know we have a really negative perception that social media is only to be used for procrastination. But trust me, in this time, it has so much power of not only connecting people, but also as a way to find the best resources possible for whatever career you want to pursue or whatever you want to do. So to any girl who feels like they're not good enough to be a part of STEM and are also not getting the support to pursue that, definitely become a part of our organizations that are working towards empowering women in STEM, in tech, medicine, engineering, 
there are so many online organizations some run by the youth itself and some run by others and you can definitely become a part of them by either being permanent team members or you know volunteering over there or you know just getting a work experience also these organizations become create ways to make new friends and to find a safe community of like-minded students where you can freely express your love for stem but also learn new skills which are not only stem oriented so you learn how to work in teams you'll inculcate leadership skills you learn how to network and just become good communicators and most importantly since stem fields are undergoing several advancements it's an incredibly rapidly advancing field don't ever lose your hunger for absorbing knowledge that is going to be something which is very important make sure you stay up to date with whatever is happening in the stem world and always uh, feel free to seek out to your mentors or to businesses and other organizations for resources that are stem related right i mean i i absolutely agree with that i think like even what you said about um like all of this all of these resources that are available for you i mean it can be tough to step out of your comfort zone at times but um like there are so many opportunities you can find on social media nowadays and there's so many ways to connect with different people who are also like um wanting to make this change in the world so yeah i i definitely agree with everything you said um and yeah, but I think that's pretty much everything we really had to cover. Um, but would you like to shout out any of your platforms or um, let my audience know where they can find more of you? Absolutely. So if you're a female high school student who's really interested in STEM or just wants to explore those fields, definitely check out our Instagram page. It's simply at GirlsTEMPowered and do engage with our content and post. If you find them interesting, feel free to DM us or email us and let us know if you would be excited to be a part of our team. We would love to have you all. We have all year round recruiting, so don't worry about whether you can be a part of the organization right now or not. Do reach out to us and we'll connect with you soon. Also follow us on LinkedIn and share our post with other female students who you think are interested in STEM and are looking for volunteership opportunities. Awesome. Um, but yeah, once again, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you so much for having me here.